Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. Are you ready for some Mox football? I know I am, and that is what we are talking about for the next couple of weeks right here on Mox on the Mic. Next week, we're going to visit with defensive coordinator Lorenzo Ward and secondary coach David Bybee, and then the week after that, we're going to sit down with Mox head coach Rusty Wright and get a preview of Chattanooga's lone game this fall, a showdown with Western Kentucky. But up this week, we're going to talk offense. Offensive coordinator Joe Pizzo joins us along with Mox offensive line coach Chris Malone. Let's go ahead. Let's get right into it and our visit with Chattanooga offensive coordinator Joe Pizzo. Coach, let's start first with spring practice, or maybe I should say the lack of uh, spring practice. Do you do you view that as a? I know you got a lot of guys coming back, but do you view that as a hindrance that you weren't able to get on the field in the spring? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, especially the position I coach, the quarterback position. Uh, you know, with losing uh, Nick, you know, it was an opportunity to get those other guys some reps and, and really see what we've got because. I've never coached Cole, and, uh, you know, Ty's new. Uh, Ty Gossett coming in as a freshman or mid-year guy was new. So I uh, kind of wanted to see what we got and see what their strengths and weaknesses were, um, see what we had to do to tweak the offense to kind of fit, you know, who we we're going to be this year. So from that aspect, it, it hurt us. Um, helps us a little bit because we do have a lot of guys coming back that have played a lot of football. So it probably saved their bodies a little bit in the spring. Do you feel like in this day of – uh, football and then with the transfer portal and kind of the way things are set up, do you feel like you have to get a quarterback now in every recruiting class? I think you do. I think I think the goal is to recruit one in every every recruiting class. Um, it's made it a little bit easier at our level because there's a lot of transfer guys out of there. So if you do happen to lose a kid uh, or two, you know, to transfer out of our program, you you can find somebody and then insert a. Uh, pretty quickly, but, you know, our goal is to recruit a freshman quarterback every single year. I'm assuming right now, then, that quarterback position, it's it's still up for grabs and will be decided in fall camp. Is that pretty safe to say? Yeah. Um, you know, again, we got to get out on the field and practice and see what we've got. Obviously, Drayton, uh, Arnold, uh, you know, has the inside track to it because he did play in the system last year and did get a few reps during during uh, the season. Um, but, you know, we're going to give all three of them a chance and and, uh, and see where it goes from there. You've got some guys that can, that can move a little bit. Um, not that Nick couldn't or didn't last year, but you've got some guys that may be a little more comfortable now uh, in their ability to, to, to move in the pocket. Um, uh, if not on just designed uh, run plays. Will we see the offense reflect that a little more this year? Uh, you know, that's, again, that's that's a good question. They, they are probably a little bit more mobile than Nick, or at least a little more mobile than Nick thought he was. Uh, I think Nick uh, hurt some people with his feet as the season went on last year, which was a big help to us. But, uh, yeah, I think these, these, these guys can run. And uh, I think if we can, if we feel like we have enough depth there, uh, we'll utilize our feet. You know, last year again, you know, we didn't, we didn't really have a, a, I say a backup. Drayton came in, but he was brand new, so you didn't really want to run Nick a whole whole bunch because we didn't know what we had behind that. 
this year, I think we can get a little bit of depth there and, and probably add some quarterback runs. I guess the, the line is you've got four starters back on the offensive line, but when you start to dig into this, it looks like you've got what really about six out of your top seven because you ended up having to play some guys last year because of injury. Do you view that? We're going to talk to Coach Malone here in a little bit, but do you view that position, the offensive line? Is, is that the strength of your offense? Uh, definitely should be. Uh, definitely should be because you're right. We played, uh, you know, six or seven guys got you know substantial playing time last year, and we were we really were able to run the ball fairly effectively uh, most of the year. So we've got some depth there, uh, and you know we're going to build around that. We always do anyway. We're going to find a way to run the football. We're going to build around the offensive line and, and, and be a physical team anyway. So yeah, I view it as a strength, uh, along with a couple other positions because, like you said, we've got we've got guys returning just about everywhere. They were exceptional uh, last year, the offensive line was, in terms of, of protecting Nick Tiano, especially through the first half of the year. Back half of the year, last five games, 12 sacks. What changed? We got banged up at a lot of positions and not just the offensive line, but we had, you know, we had guys in the offensive line that were playing positions they hadn't played. I mean, we, we get in the Citadel game and we've got uh, Cole Strange, who's you know, one of our better, if not our best offensive linemen, he's playing center in the second quarter of that football game. He hasn't played a snap of center in his career. Uh, you know, we got banged up at the running back position, uh, especially after we lost a limb there you know, in game seven or eight. And so you're rotating running backs in that are a big part of the pass protection that hadn't taken a lot of snaps. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of throw all those things together and, and it was a mistake here, there by one guy, and that, that created some issues for us uh, there late in the season. But, uh, you know, it's going to happen. You know, that's, it's college football. Injuries are going to happen, and, and, and we just got to find a way to overcome that type of stuff. You got a Lim Ford, Terrell Price, Jeff Wood. They're all coming back from, from injuries. Um, first off, what can you tell us about those guys? How quick do you expect to have them back on the field? Well, there were, Terrell, Terrell and Alem are both cleared uh, 100% go right now. So uh, they'll be back when we get to real training camp uh, right off the get-go. Jeff's not far behind them. Uh, you know, so I think we'll have them day one. I think we'll have all of them uh, day one. Uh, I've got to do a better job of uh, limiting, uh, especially Alem's reps. You know, we got caught there in the middle of the season. Uh when both Jeff and Terrell got hurt. And I had one guy again that, that it was a true freshman, you know, that had played any, you know, any really meaningful snaps and probably uh, probably worked them a little bit too hard there in a stretch of two or three games. Uh, so we've got to do a better job of uh, rotating those guys around and evening out their reps. But I think we'll be fine uh, if we can keep them all healthy. Was Alem a surprise for you last year? Absolutely. I mean, he, you know, we knew, uh, you know, we recruited him a little bit when I was at Mercer before I came here. So I knew what kind of player he was coming out of high school. But anytime you have a freshman, you can come in uh, the way a limb did. And it wasn't just the physical part of a limb being a good runner because they're all good running backs when you bring them here. It was his ability to pick up the offense and pick up the pass protection and catch on to the speed of the college game as quick as he did. Uh, so, yeah, big surprise, uh, and, you know, obviously was a great player for us. 
Harrison Moon, Chris James, both coming back. They both get an extra year. How big is that for you to have those guys back in the huddle? Really big, I think. And, and Coach Malone, uh, I think, will you know will attest to Harrison uh, more than I can. Uh, uh, but losing Harrison there at right tackle uh, in the James Madison game was big because that's where really where the offensive line shuffle started because uh, we were pretty set at tackle and, and, and both guards, and really center was the only position that we were kind of playing around with. You know, now you lose Harrison. We ended up playing a kid that hadn't played any football at right tackle, did a heck of a job for us when he was in there. Uh, then, you again, one more injury, and bang, now you're shuffling the whole offensive line, which is, you know, those five guys, it's tough anyway. It's a tough position anyway. Now you're shuffling two or three guys in different positions. Uh, so having Harrison back is huge. Obviously, Chris, everybody knows what happened with Chris. You know, we moved him to tight end uh, during camp, and the guy became all-conference tight end, uh, one of the best tight ends in the country. Um, you know, so getting him back with the experience, and now he's his second year of ever playing tight end. There's more. He'll be a better player this year than he was last year. Uh, so another great target for us, uh, great kid. Love having both those guys back. What are NFL guys, NFL scouts, what are they telling you about Bryce Nunley? Well, I haven't really spoken to any directly. Um, you know, Bryce is – the thing about Bryce is Bryce is a type of player that a lot of NFL teams are using right now. I mean, it's kind of a – it's kind of I don't want to say the end thing in the NFL, but getting a guy that's, uh, you know, got Bryce's savvy and got Bryce's work ethic and got Bryce's toughness. Uh, there's a place for that kind of that kind of kid on NFL rosters, you know. And Bryce is, uh, you know, for us obviously he's been number one target here. He was the number one target for us last year. Uh, probably didn't move him around as much as he had done in the past. Uh, some of that was me just trying to get him in, in better matchup situations um, against some of the teams we were playing. Uh, but he can play anywhere. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's got speed. He's got great hands. Uh, he's extremely intelligent. You know, all those things, you know, are going to really help him at the next level when he gets a chance. When you talk about his game and, and uh, certainly his game at the next level, what does he need to improve on? Uh, I think probably, and, you know, and we're going to work on some of this issues, uh, He's, you know, those guys at those levels, they have almost – those receivers at the, that level have almost quarterback knowledge of what the defense is doing and what they're trying to do. And so Bryce has got to – he's got to kind of – I don't want to say step up his game, but he's got to start understanding defenses, understanding coverages, understanding how to run routes versus specific coverages and, and things like that. And we didn't get into a lot of that last year here because we were so, you know – I don't say young, but we were so – inexperienced around Bryce at that position. Uh, and then he, you know, it's a, it's a more physical game. And Bryce is not the biggest guy out there. Um, you know, they're, they're going to want him to get bigger and stronger so he, so he can be uh, more durable uh, to play at that level. Talk to me a little bit about the, the rest of those wide receivers. I, I thought there was some, some guys last year that they really showed some, pl- uh, some promise in terms of what could be um, guys that, the, that, that kind of stood out. I thought uh, Connery McKinnon was, was one of those guys last year that gets you excited about the future, but 
we know about Bryce and we know what he can do. Tell me a little bit about the rest of those wide receivers. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned Kenori and, and uh, we've got him and Reggie Henderson and Ty Summers. We're all guys that got on the field some, I, along with – we played a bunch of them last year. So, but you look at, uh, you know, Reggie and Kenari, both the, the same type of receiver, uh, had flashes of being really, really good, uh, made big plays in some games, uh, you know, and it did get you excited about the future. We just didn't get them – we couldn't get them consistent enough week in and week out. Uh, you know, to take some of the pressure off of Bryce and make our passing game uh, more effective. Um, certainly capable guys. Uh, another thing, you, you talked about spring uh, ball earlier, would have been huge for those guys to get more reps because we feel like those guys are as good as anybody we're playing against in the conference, better than most. Uh, we just got to get snaps under their belt. And, uh, you know, that's a, they're a huge factor you know, I felt if there was one thing in our offense last year that, that, that lacked was our, was our consistency in our passing game. We didn't throw the football as well as I've thrown it most of my career. And it wasn't uh, – you know, I don't think it was as much a new system or it wasn't Nick Tiano's fault. It was just us kind of coming together so late in August that we never got the whole system in. We never got comfortable with who's on the field. Um, and, and we've got to improve that. And those guys uh, – you know, we got like Ty Summers. I, I mentioned him earlier, but that guy can go. He can take the top off. Uh, he had a big explosive play against Citadel where he went 70 yards on a slant route for a touchdown. So we just got to get those guys more on the field reps. And if we can get that, I think we'll get we'll get things uh, straightened out there in the passing game. 2020, you had to deal with a pandemic. 2019, you guys were – uh, you guys were a bunch of uh, like, like a band of gypsies going around uh, practicing at different high schools because of the new turf that was being put down at, at Scrappy Moore. What would you give right now just to have a normal spring and be able to get those practices in? Uh, you know, just it's it's crazy for me, but uh, the one I feel for is Coach Wright. I mean, you know, Coach Wright coming into a situation as first-time head coach and dealing with what we dealt with in spring and then this this turning around it's just it's unbelievable every day is different every day is different here there hasn't been any consistency uh you know, especially now trying to follow the rules of the health department and cdc and, and y'all y'all see it changes every single day what we've got to do with these guys so uh you know adversity is good that's what i keep preaching to my guys you know adversity is good for you, you learn to handle the adversity you come out a, a stronger and better person for it but well, I tell you what, we get through. We can get through this season and get to next spring and have have a good fifteen days of spring practice and recruiting and a regular camp on our field. It would be, uh, you know, I've almost forgot what that's like. So, is there a, a position group right now that concerns you the most? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say quarterback because I don't know yet. I think we're strong in the offensive line. We got to get some. We got to develop some backups because that was one of the reasons we had injuries last year, was we didn't have a, a rotation. We couldn't get other guys into the football game. Um, some of that was because those games were close, even early on. You know, other than other than really Tennessee, we were in those football games. James Madison's, uh, Jacksonville State. Those games were not. You know, they weren't. They weren't over. We didn't get blown out in the first quarter, so we didn't get guys in the game. Uh, so, I, but we feel good there if we can get some guys in the game early. 
Uh, running back and quarterback would be the two. I think and just running back because you don't know I mean, those guys are clear and ready to play, uh, you know, but they are coming off injury. So we got to see them live. And then quarterback is, is I think we're talented. I think we got a talented uh, uh, three or four guys we'll have in there at quarterback. But I got to get a feel for what they do best uh, so we can build the offense around that. Um, and, and I just don't know yet. So those, those are the two. Everywhere else I feel pretty good about We've talked with a lot of head coaches here over the, uh, uh, you know, over the summer and, and going back into the spring. We've talked to some student athletes. You're the, you're the first assistant coach that we've had uh, really had the chance to talk to. I, from your perspective, what has this been like? How have you spent time in, in quarantine? Uh, well, other than, other than driving my wife crazy, um, yeah, the first month and a half was just was absolutely nuts because, you know, you, you're never home and then you're home every day. And she's looking at me like, you know, why don't you go somewhere? Why don't you go do something? And, and uh, you know, then after that, I've taken a lot of walks. We've got some great parks around <laughs> Chattanooga. So me and the dog have done a lot of walking. Um, but, you know, it's you don't you don't realize how much time football takes up. You just kind of do it, and I've been doing it for 25 years or however long I've been doing it until you, you just have time off. And then it's, you know, you go through the highs and the lows of it. You're like, well, this is kind of good. You know, I'm getting finally getting a break. And then after four or five days of sitting around and you're like, holy crap, I got to get back out on the field. I want to see the kids again. I want to be with the kids again, uh, you know. So it, it's been it's just it's just kind of really been crazy. I think it has for every everybody that hadn't been able to work. We didn't get to come back in the office until you know late June. So uh, doing stuff like the Zoom meetings, I've learned more about uh, how to do a Zoom meeting and how to use a computer than uh, I've ever wanted to know. To be honest with you, uh, but you know, other than that, I hadn't really hadn't really done a done a bunch. Watched a lot of film. Watched a lot of film. Coach, man, I look forward to seeing that offense back on the field this year and uh, appreciate you giving us some time. No problem. Anytime. Thank you all. The Chattanooga offensive line has a lot of returning starters back. It got a little bit of a boost this summer as well when Harrison Moon decided he would come back for his final year of eligibility as well. So we had a lot to talk about with Mox offensive line coach Chris Malone. Coach, I know, you know, four starters back, but you dig a little deeper. You've got six out of your top seven back from last year because of injuries. You ended up playing a lot of guys. I, I just kind of want to go through some of these guys and, and get your um, get your thoughts on them. Uh, Cole Strange, uh, Phil Steele has named him as, a, uh, as an All-American this week. Oh, yeah? What's the feeling for Cole Strange? Uh, you know, kids really change his body in the off season. He's gained about 30 pounds of muscle, um, really focused, wants to do things the right way, a detail-oriented kid, very type A kind of guy, which makes for good offensive linemen. Um, came a long way during the course of the season with uh, the technique part of it, really bought into it, and as his success grew, his, his interest you know peaked even higher. So. Really excited to watch him play. He's a neat kid because he can he can play a little center, he can play a little tackle, he can play a little guard. He, he's a team guy, and you know he's a, a good student off the field, a good citizen. So uh, you know if you had to if you had to make a cookie cutter of a kid, you make as many of those as you can make. 
his presence on the offensive line, it was noticeable going back to when he was a when he was a freshman. Do you notice that as well when he's on the field versus when he's not, that that offensive line just looks different? Yeah, you know, um, I, I guess the cornerstone would be a good way to put it. You know, he's kind of the anchor of the bunch. Um, and I hate to do that to Harrison because, you know, he kind of was too before he hurt his knee. But, uh, you know, I – hate to lose any of them, but Cole's a tough kid to not play with. Even in practice, when I try to give him a, a break for a few reps, it's hard to watch sometimes, but sometimes you have to, uh, you know, bite the bullet to get other people ready so you can save them because we only have so many – they only have so many reps in them during the course of the year before you just wear them out completely. But, uh, yeah, he, he, even when I had to move him to center and tackle, he wasn't the same guy. So, uh, but, you know, he's – He's embraced his uh, – I say he embraced his role. He's a leader. He works hard in every facet of everything he does. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's never good. We had a good uh, starting five going into the season, and the bomb went off, and we had to shuffle the deck. And, you know, out of, out of uh, hardship sometimes comes, uh, um, you know, some positives in the sense that some other guys got to play and some other guys got a chance to step up and, and get some uh, experience behind them. Uh, behind them. So, uh, yeah, he, you know. He's a great player. Malcolm White is gone from last year. Now, that's a big piece uh, to lose because he was your left tackle and a guy that had played a lot of football here. Again, you played a lot of guys last year. What does that left tackle spot look like for you right now? Um, I'm going to uh, work uh, work Harrison Moon over there. He played right tackle. He's been working the left tackle all offseason. Um you know, I, I don't put as much credence into the, the left tackle position in, uh, in this offense, you know, because we do a lot of stuff from an RPO perspective to help them out where it looks like a run sometimes and they're really run blocking and we're kind of just keying off of a certain defender. So it allows them to be aggressive in pass protection. Um, and we're not throwing it 60 times a game. If we were if we were Texas A&M with Johnny Manziel and, you know, those, you know, the Texas Tech Red Raiders were throwing it 80 times or, you know, Mike Leach is kind of offense, you know, you might want to have a different guy, but we, we're not that. That's not us. Um, we're going to be a run first play action kind of group and uh, want our guys to be aggressive and be salty and be able to be on the attack. And uh, so I, at this point, I'm going to uh, work Harrison there. And uh, I got a couple of options. Um, you know, I got Brock Bethes, a redshirt freshman. I didn't get to see him work too much in the spring because of the a lockdown, but, uh, you know, he, he's done a lot of good things to change his body in the offseason. And, uh, uh, you know, so I have some options there. Colin Truitt's a kid who plays center guard and tackle. He transferred from Cincinnati. So he's, he, he'll give you a lot, a lot of options along the line and be able to give some guys a blow during the season as far as keeping them fresh for the, for the long run. Um, and then I've got uh, um, Sam Hall's another redshirt freshman. And I, and I can always move Cole out the tackle. So I've got a lot more options than I had last year. And, and the good thing about having options is you, you create some more competitive environment. Uh, and that's really all we've tried to do here, uh, especially in this room. Um, it wasn't – it was very top-heavy um, in the sense that the first five knew they were playing. And when you get to that point, uh, the competition kind of goes away. And I know in some circles today, competition is a bad word. We like it in football. So it makes you better. It makes everybody else better. And, uh, you know, the, the, the rate of the leader will determine the speed of the pack. And if he won't go, then hopefully somebody behind him will push him. 
What does it mean to have Harrison Moon back? It's huge. Uh, he's a very positive, uh, vocal guy. You know, in contrast, Cole. Cole's going to work by and lead by example. Harrison, he's going to work, but if somebody's not doing the work, he'll call them out. Uh, you know, again, this day and age, kids don't like to call each other out. But uh, you know, to break to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs. You know, and, and if you want to make friends, go sell ice cream. Uh, but you know, he's he's not that kind of guy. Uh, you know, it's funny, the older you get, the more important is the win because you know you're running out of plays and you're running out of years of time. And uh, it's good for those kids to hear that sometimes, that things don't come easy, especially if you, if you want, you know, if it's tough to get. It's usually a reason why. It's hard, it's hard to work for. And uh, so he, he does a nice job of being vocal, but he's also a good leader. He, he takes, does a nice job of keeping the young guys, you know, taking them under uh, his wing and, like, showing them the ropes and teaching them how to practice and work and do things the right way to create the kind of culture we want to create. Was there ever any doubt in your mind if he could get that additional year that, that he would come back? No. No, he's, he said and did all the right things the entire time. He, he was very adamant uh, to be, uh, you know, in the loop with the doctors as far as uh, – you know, rehab and the surgery and what he needed to do. And uh, the fact that, you know, he didn't go in the spring, you know, didn't really hurt him because I knew what he could do. It wasn't a situation where he had to practice anyway. I wasn't going to practice him anyway. And, uh, he looks better. He's another guy. You know, I don't know if we're going to be very good, but we got bigger. He's gained about 20 more pounds of, of uh, good weight. Uh, Colin Truitt's up about 25, 30 pounds. Sam Hall's put on 35 pounds. Brock needed to lose 30. He lost 40. Um, but on average, we're in the 285 to 310 range. Well, if you put McClendon in there, it probably pushes it up. But uh, we're bigger. We're, we're, we've got more girth. Uh, so we don't, you know, I want to. You, you want to push people around in that area. And uh, I didn't feel like I feel like we got pushed around a little bit there late in the season. I, I know why. When you got six or seven guys taking all the reps, you know, you, you know, there's only so much food you can eat. You know, and you burn calories and you get worn down, but uh, I, I'm really excited about it. You know, I, I've probably never had this many, uh, you know, good body types to deal with and guys that have a lot of flexibility as far as where to put them. And um, they've, they've really worked hard the offseason, done well in school and, and, and everything right off the field. So, fired up. You talked about not having this many uh, good body types to work with on an offensive line. Uh, compared to your previous stops, how does this group rank in terms of depth? Honestly, it's the best depth I've had in, in probably 20 years of doing this, 22 years of doing this. Um, and now I, I, they're num- I have numbers. And they're not always good numbers, but, you know, there are labor pains and growing pains to go with all this stuff. But at the end of the day, um, I can rest the guys I know can get me through Saturday and rep the guys who need to – you know, that's the biggest thing you miss by missing spring football – these kids needed to be put in the situations and make the calls and learn how to communicate with each other and, and you know, just kind of grow up a little bit as a group. Uh, you know, if, if we're not on the same page and it's all, we're all, we're all in trouble. Um, and that's the biggest thing you miss, but uh, I, I've never had as much depth um, and we, we keep adding good bodies and, and, you know, I like these kids. They have a good balance of, uh, of athleticism. They can run, um, they can move weight. They're, in, they're smart. They do well in school. And they, they're very verbal, loquacious kids. They get along well. You know, we got kind of a class clown mentality because, you know, we 
it's not easy work, so we try to make fun of it, you know. But uh, we like around the football. We like being around each other, and uh, we decided to try to get something started here pretty soon. Let's talk about the center position a little bit. Kyle, Miss Kelly, Nor Ramsey both have uh, played a lot of snaps for you at center. Uh, a little bit about first, can you take me through what you put on a center in this offensive line? How many calls will he make? when he comes up before the ball snapped? We make it pretty hard on these guys um, from a standpoint of we take really take a lot off quarterbacks. I've been in both kinds of offenses where some quarterbacks make all the calls and then the center just reacts off the quarterback's call. And then, uh, But I like making my guys make the call. And they, they all talk, tackles, guards, center. You know, basically my center's got to be able to identify the front. He's got to know scheme. He's got to be able to find the Mike linebacker. And he's got to make checks in the process of the time – you know, quarterback starts to cadence, the time gets snapped, so that we can all be on the same page. And and these are one-letter words. They're not like, you know, we're out there, you know, spitting out sentences, but they're usually one-letter words, you know, rip, Liz, gang, you know, gap. Or, and that's just simple words where they can get communicated right now. It's, and, uh, you know, you, you, it's, it's really fun when you get an older group together because they see it before I see it. And, and that's what we're kind of excited about. These guys are all kind of – they've been through it now and – They've got some wear on their tires, and we're just hoping to get them, get them back on the field. You know, like I talked about earlier, the younger guys missed the communication part of the spring. You know, but uh, uh, I put it quite a bit, but it's nothing. I like to keep it simple so they can play fast, have fun, be physical, and, and but most importantly, play fast. Uh, if, if you get your tempo going, we never huddle. We just line up there and make the call and go. You get your tempo going, it puts a lot of stress on the defense. Um, so I don't want him up there thinking while he's touching the ball and maybe, you know, snapping it over the quarterback. Say so we keep it as simple as possible. And if something uh, changes in the structure of the defense from the edge that he can't see, then the tackles have the ability to change the block scheme on the fly. And that's as quick as that. So, uh, but nothing, nothing too taxing. Tell me a little bit about Kyle and a little bit about Noah and kind of what your expectations are for both of those guys coming into this year. You know, they're the same guy. Um, the only difference, uh, Kyle's got a little more, you know, juice. Um, and when I say that, it's personality. He's, 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 he's oozing personality, which is, can sometimes need to be reined in. But uh, I find that <clears> – <throat> excuse me, I find that if your center has got a little more, you know, oomph, then everybody else kind of has a little more oomph. And uh, it's not that Noah doesn't have it, but Kyle's like, you know, on a scale of one to ten personality-wise, he's a 12, you know, and uh, the guys really enjoy playing with him, and he just – he keeps it light, but he plays hard, uh, you know. Um, Reed Williams is another kid, freshman we signed. He's very uh, a physical, uh, football-oriented kid, very intelligent. You know, they have to be the coach on the field. They have to see things the way I see it and be able to give me the kind of feedback I need to get when I get back. Um, and it's no slight against Noah, uh, but uh, I just felt like during camp we needed something to give us a shot in the arm last year, and I just – I bit the bullet and asked the head coach if I could do it, and he said do it. So we did it. And in my opinion, we immediately got better, you know, because people around them, you know, I guess the best way to say this is the centers can't be afraid to talk. And uh, Kyle's not afraid to talk. You know, he, he it's almost hard to get him shut up. But, uh, but uh, you know, you, you can't be a nonverbal person and play that position because you got to have confidence in what you see. you got to make sure you set the block scheme, call the front, and we got to go. So I'm excited to have them all back. I'm really excited about 
you know, the freshman class, we, we addressed, we've got two tackle prospects. We got a, a guard prospect and we got a center that I think is going to be a really good player. He loves it. So we're, we're fired up about our group. And I think we can add a one more good class to it. We're, we're often heading in the right direction. McClendon Curtis, he is a large man. Yeah. When you're that, that big, <laughs> when, when you're that big, you're going to get noticed. How good can he be? You know, uh, I, I was shocked when I got I, – I was here in 14 and 15 with Coach Wright, and I left for a few years ago at Old Dominion. And uh, when he got the job, he called me to come back. And the first thing I did was look at the roster. I said, yeah, I'll, definitely. I love Chattanooga. I never wanted to leave, honestly. But I uh, uh, came back and uh, noticed him on the roster. So when I got to town, I started looking at the cut-ups and noticed he wasn't playing. So, you know, you do your homework, and each staff has their opinion of certain people. Um I've always been fond of the kid. Uh, he's hard not to like. Um, you'd have to have a problem to like, not like him. Uh, but good family, local kid. He works like a mind mule. You can't work him hard enough. He's always got a smile on his face. Uh, does well in school. Uh, aims to please. Good teammate. Great person. Great individual. Uh, biggest thing with McClendon we struggle with is his foot speed, and we've addressed that, and he's been told that. Um, He's just a strong human being, you know, to be 330 and look like you're 300 is, is pretty impressive. He, he moves well, but his foot speed is going to be the thing that, you know, holds him back. So we just really concentrated that in the offseason. And there's no way to make a person lighter on their feet. You just have to keep doing it. And uh, But if, if having your heart in the right place is any indication or of what direction you're headed, then he's certainly headed in the right direction. Colin Truitt came in last year in place of Harrison Moon, and, and he played pretty well last year for a freshman. What do you expect from him this year? You know, it's funny. Uh, of all the kids I hadn't seen since the quarantine or the lockdown, um, he came back. Two kids came back, like, just with a different look, and it was him and Sam Hall. And I say that from the standpoint, they both were, like, you know, string beans when they left. They were lean and, and kind of ragged looking. And you could tell they went home. And, uh, you know, big guys probably didn't run a whole lot during the lockdown, but I know one thing they'll do is they'll eat and they'll lift. And, and that's probably good for them. They needed it um, because uh, they both came back with a little bit of more, I'd say, swagger in the standpoint of, you know, they, they, they could feel their strength growing and their size growing. Now we just got to put it to application on the football field. But uh, Colin, you know, he's an interesting kid. Uh, he didn't play with a lot of confidence last year and, and – that's why I gave you the story I just gave you because he showed up here and he had a different look on his face and I didn't hardly recognize him. And he'd been practicing center all the day, all the time at home. And he can get me out of a game at tackle. That's not his natural position. He's a center guard type guy. But again, you got a high IQ guy. You got a kid there who's, who cares and it's important to him. And, you know, he's just a good, he's a good guy to have to plug a leaky dam sometimes. Sometimes you don't know where, where the bomb's going to go off or where it's going to be. And it's nice to have smart kids you can plug into the into the framework of the line because then you don't compromise the entire integrity of what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? If, if they understand concepts, then really you can plug and play anywhere you want. And uh, he's a, he was a big pickup for us. And you know we're lucky we got him in the 11th hour last uh, last year because we didn't have him. I don't know what we would have done. Coach, you've already mentioned Reed Williams, the uh, freshman from Ringgold. You were able to redshirt some guys last year. You, you got a nice offensive line class coming in this year. A little bit about some of those guys. How many do you need between your, your redshirt freshman and your true freshman? How many of those guys do you need ready to play? Uh, uh, 
I'd say two, maybe two, one, one for sure, two. Um, Sam Hall and Brock would say they're going to travel and they're going to play. They don't know it yet, but uh, it's going to be a situation where we have to get him in there because I'm a firm believer when you're young, and it's, it's kind of a, a balancing act because you don't want to destroy their confidence coming out of the gate, but they need to play so they slowly build a, a, what I would call a, 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 you know, almost like a, re- a resume to try to get them to a certain point that when these seniors leave, they're kind of ready to step up. So it's a balancing act. It's a series here. It's a series there. you got to pick it out. You know, if, if, you t- if, if Cole Strange gets a series off uh, in the first half and second half, we'll say that's 16 reps he doesn't play. Well, that's 16 reps at the end of the game. He's, he's fresh. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where you want to be. Just didn't have the flexibility to do that last year. But uh, Brock can play a guard or a tackle. Sam's going to be a tackle. Um, and there's an, off, there's an outside chance Jeremiah Cat is a kid I just signed. He's a little different because he's a postgraduate guy. So that means he graduated high school or spent a year in a prep school. So he's a 21-year-old freshman. So he's a different freshman versus a, you know, a kid just walking across the stage and coming into, into Chattanooga. But, um, but, yeah, and then Reed would be an option if, if a bomb went off at center. Um, you know, you, you got to always have three or four centers. You know, Truett, Colin Truett could play center as well. Um, so I, I got some options. I got a lot more than I had a year ago, um, but I just want, I, I'm like a kid on Christmas morning. I need to open some presents and get them get to play with them. You know, it's just that's what we're holding up on now. Coach, I appreciate it, man. I'm excited about this group. Uh, you got uh, you you do you definitely have some presents to uh, to unwrap. I look forward to seeing uh, how good they can be. Me too. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thanks to Coach Pizzo and Coach Malone. Lots of reasons for optimism around this Mox football team, and we'll get a look at the defense coming up next week. Mox on the Mic drops every Thursday. We bring you conversations with coaches, student athletes, and administrators. Make sure you subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform. If you're on Apple Podcast, we appreciate your five-star reviews and ratings. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. Thanks for being with us on Mox on the Mic. Until next time, so long, everybody, and go Mox. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.